fall is in the air. Well, just a little bit of fall. Just a little bit of hint of coolness. So all you folks that don't like the summer, fall is coming. Today we're in John chapter 7. John chapter 7. I'm not sure exactly um, where this video is going to go. So if you'll just be patient with me for a couple minutes. I was reading this morning, hour or so ago, John chapter 7. And um, John chapter 7 seems to be a little bit not weird or awkward, but if you're if you're just to sit down and read John 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 and get to 7, you can see a shifting is taking place. I mean, get to John chapter 7 in the life and ministry of Jesus. This chapter really is the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of the end of the ministry of Jesus and the life of Jesus. So before I read a couple of verses, just make note that if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John together and run the timeline, when you get to John 7, Jesus has been ministering for about two years. So he has about one more year before the cross. So John chapter 6, remember yesterday was loaded. It was just loaded. <clears throat> Jesus fed the multitudes with a little bit. Little boy sack lunch. He walked on water, calmed to see. And then John chapter 7 says, After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk amongst the Jews, because the Jews sought to kill him. I'm going to come back to that in just a minute. So now, in spite of all the wonderful things Jesus is doing that we've been reading about, the Jews are seeking openly to kill him. Now, the Jews' feast of tabernacle, tabernacles was at hand. His brethren, his brothers, therefore said, Depart, go into Judea, that your disciples also may see the works that you do. Yeah, they wanted Jesus to get out so they could go with him. There's no man that does anything in secret, and he and himself sees to be, op to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. Show yourself who you really are. He had been showing himself, but they were missing it. For neither did his brethren believe in him. That's what grabbed me this morning. Neither did his brothers believe in him. I was talking to Vicky about that a little bit before I left the house this morning. And we're going, how can they not believe in him? But remember now, remember, we have 2,000 years of history to look back on, to read about who Jesus was, and to read about what he did, and by faith we believe that, these guys and girls, they were walking in the moment. They were looking for a particular type of Messiah, a particular type of Redeemer, and Jesus didn't fit the bill of what they were looking for. And so it's easy for us to say, well, why didn't they believe? Why didn't they believe? But in the moment... In the moment they didn't believe, I think it might be more beneficial for us, I'm just saying might, 2,000 years later, to read over and over and over who Jesus is and what Jesus did. So that one statement struck me. They, His brothers, those that had been walking with him, didn't believe on him. Now, just a little bit of history coming up to John chapter 7, because John chapter 8, man, it's, John chapter 8 is going to get it in high gear. So remember... Earlier, maybe a week ago, five days ago, 
when Jesus turned the water to wine, we, we read about how Jesus turned the water to wine. And that was the first of what, hey, Miss Sarah, that was the first of the sign miracles Jesus did. Signs were a little bit different than other miracles. Signs, Jesus always performed a sign, number one, to meet a human need. So when he turned the water to wine, he met a human need. Number two, um, he uh, he performed a sign to, um, my mind just went blank, to, I'm looking at the screen, to um, teach spiritual lessons, to so meet a need, teach lessons from the miracle. And number three, he always did signs, watch this, to display his deity or put his godness on display, to demonstrate, to show everybody that he is God. So if you read, if you combine the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, by the time you get to John chapter 6, he's done many miracles. So for two years, he's been going around, man. He's just, he's been doing miracles all over the place. But as John records it, he's already, he's already performed five signed miracles. Watch this. He turned the water to wine in chapter 2. He healed the nobleman's son, chapter 4. He healed the man at the pool of Bethesda, chapter 5. Chapter 6, he fed the multitudes with just a boy's sack lunch, and then he walked on the water slash calmed the sea. So that was the last chapter we read. That was just yesterday we read about that. So five times, in the midst of all the other miracles, five times, Jesus has done sign miracles. He met human needs, he taught lessons, and he demonstrated his deity. So in John chapter 6, when John chapter 7 starts, it says, after these things, He's talking about immediately following the healing of the, uh, the, the, the feeding of the multitudes and the uh, walking on water and uh, calming the sea. Right after that. Y'all tracking with me there? Right after that. Right after Jesus demonstrated his deity. In other words, he did something nobody can do. He broke the bread and the fishes and multiplied it and there were leftovers. Nobody could do that. He walked on the water. Nobody could do that. Well, until he told Peter to, which is just a reminder, just do what Jesus says and everything will be all right. And then he um, he calmed the sea. So right after that. So, so when you get to John chapter 7, there's already been five sign miracles in the midst of all the other miracles. Um, two days from now, we're going to read about how Jesus healed the blind man. That'll be the sixth sign. And, and raising Lazarus from the dead was the seventh sign. Now watch how this watch how this intertwines here, okay? Watch how this, because John is unique in this. So not only does Jesus weave his way in the Gospels, demonstrating or declaring his deity or his godness through performing signs, he also verbalized and said he was God. Seven times he said, I am. Every time he said, I am, he was making a declaration that I am God. Remember Moses, when God called Moses to lead the children of Israel, excuse me, out of bondage, remember that? And Moses was a little bit apprehensive, and um, Moses said to God, well, if they want to know who has sent me, who shall I say has sent me? And the voice from the burning bush said, I am that I am, tell them that I am. And so when God said I am, he was saying I am, not I want to be, not I was, not I will be, I am. What God was saying is, I am the self-existent one who has always been. I have no beginning. I have no end. I just have a middle. So when Jesus said in John chapter 6, in yesterday's reading, I am the bread of life, 
he was openly declaring his deity. And as a result of that, the Jews now are openly trying to seek Jesus to kill him because he is claiming to be God. In their estimation, he's a blasphemer. Okay, if you got that, shake your head, yes. So that was chapter 6. So by the time you get to chapter 6, he's performed five sign miracles, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. And in John chapter 6, he said, I am the bread of life. He was telling them, he was, he was um, saying to them, I am God. Now, John chapter 8, he's going to come back. Uh, tomorrow and say, I am the light of the world. John chapter 10, he's going to say, I am the door of the sheepfold. John chapter 10, he's going to say, I am the good shepherd. John chapter 11, he's going to say, I am the resurrection and the life. John chapter 14, he's going to say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And John chapter 15, he's going to say, I am the true vine. So here's where we are. He's been displaying his deity now, John chapter 6, he declares, I am God. That's why they want to kill him, because they thought he was committing blasphemy. Now, this morning, how does that apply to you? Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Most of you are that are watching. Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? You are following God. Jesus was not just a prophet. He was not just a teacher. He was not a mere man. He was all of those. But he's God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, if you have if you have received Christ by faith as your Lord and your Savior, watch this. The Bible declares that the Holy Spirit lives within you. The Comforter lives within within you. The third person of the triune God, Father, Son, Spirit, lives in you. So you are a carrier of God. God resides in here inside your body. God. God. You have a built-in comforter. So be comforted today to know that Jesus was more than a man. He was God. And when you receive him by faith into your life and you're born again, his spirit, the spirit of Jesus is living in you. Father, I pray the spirit of Jesus would bring comfort today. I pray the spirit of Jesus would bring healing today. I pray the spirit of Jesus would bring power today to my brothers and sisters who are watching now and will come back later and watch in Jesus' name. Hey, man, y'all have a great day. Tara, my daughter, happy birthday to you, girl. I remember the moment you came into this world. I love you, my daughter. I'm proud of you, my daughter. I believe in you, my daughter. Happy birthday.